For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. AD. Yo. Well, a win's a win. And that's what we say constantly here on this podcast. That was that was a tough one. But, did, I, but I think it's some growth was shown in that one on Sunday. Well, absolutely. Did I not tell you the game was going to be that way? Do you not listen to the podcast? Do you not listen to what I tell you? I think we both were telling each other kind of the same thing. This is the Believe in 49ers <laughs> podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I am Rashawn Haylock. And I think we both were kind of saying the same thing, right? I, I hesitated to use the word trap game, but there were just so many things about this one. No, you you're didn't com- hesitate. You're, you're you, coming you actually off- called it a trap game. Well, I asked you if you believed in trap games. Well, I didn't necessarily call well, it a trap game, but but I said that's true. I said I said it could be I said it could be tricky in a sense that you're coming off of that emotional Monday night game. You're playing this Cardinals team who you just played, you know, a couple weeks ago. Short week. Um, obviously, they were coming in with a bunch of confidence because they felt like they let one get away on Halloween. And so, and then you got, you know, this tough stretch on the other side of this Cardinals game. So, I, I thought things could get a little tricky. Boy, did they ever. 16 nothing hole. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if that's something you want to, you know, make a practice of. But they were able to get out of it somehow, some way. And, and I couldn't help myself but to think as that fourth quarter was uh, – was winding down and, and they were making the comeback. The Cardinals played just well enough to lose. <laughs> that's, that's something, that's something you always say constantly. Just, just hard enough to lose. That's what I always say. Not well enough because it's not about playing well. Uh, but yes, yes, um, that, that's what that's what's going to happen. That's that's what and, and I knew it. So the game didn't surprise me. At no point did I feel that they were going to win that game. I, I said it on the air. I, I said it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a tough game, but they're, they'll win. Uh, because that's what the Cardinals do. No such thing as a trap game. It, it was on the schedule. You know you had to play it. It had nothing to do with, with the emotion of, being, of, of having these tough games coming up afterwards. It's a team that's going to come in and give you their all. It's a team that, that really has something. Every, every team has something that they do well. Every offense has something that you can exploit. If you can take advantage of it, every defense has something that you can exploit if you can take advantage of it. And what every defense has as somewhat of a, of a weakness is dealing with a mobile quarterback. They had to play the guy twice. He did what mobile quarterbacks do to every defense in the league. So it was it was one of those situations where you have an organization that wants to be you, a team that's going to be prepped and prepared for you because they're trying to get to where you are as an organization from top to bottom, from ownership to the groundskeeper. They want to be what the Niners are. The groundskeeper, too? Everybody in that organization want to be what the Niners organization stands for, and it stands for it stands for excellence. It is. Even, even during the bad years, you can't say that that's a bad organization. You're not going to talk about it. The Cleveland Browns can win a lot of games, and people are still going to say it's a bad organization. 
You're not. You you will never be able to say that about the 49ers. They, they can also acquire a lot of good players and still be a bad organization. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's my point. But you will never refer to the 49ers franchise as a bad organization. That's what I'm saying as far as where Arizona wants to be. They want to achieve what that organization has done. So that's why they will always play the team to a certain level. But it's always just hard enough to lose. The Niners are a better football team. And you have to learn how to win these games. You have to understand that there's no such thing as an easy game in the NFL. There's definitely no letdown when you are a winning team. Everybody's prepped to play you. And the Niners have to understand that. We're going to get back into this trap game, non-trap game conversation in just a sec. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast. We are located wherever you subscribe to podcasts, whether it's Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever wherever you're listening to to us right now, (laughs) that's where you can find us. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, hit that subscribe button, give us a rating, give us a review. Tell Tell us how much we don't know what we're talking about. Kyler Murray with 67 yards and a touchdown. Um, I, I mentioned the whole trap game, not trap game discussion. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about Jimmy G. We're going to talk about just how much growth was had from the Niners uh, during this game on Sunday, having to overcome a 16-point deficit. Final score ended up being 36-26, to 26, a final score that meant a lot to a lot of people, perhaps in Vegas. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> um, of course. Which was interesting. Uh, but before we do all that, um, and we get to your tweets as well, because there was a tweet that popped out at me. I um, normally say those kind of for the end, but there was a tweet that popped out at me uh, that we'll get into as well, which kind of relates to the whole trap game, non-trap game thing. Um, first, let's give out some game balls. Who, who you got? Can I give it to the coaching staff? Can I give it to Kyle? Okay. I want to give it to, I want to give a game ball to Kyle. Okay. Uh, because he, this team is all about the run. This team, he wants to establish the run. He wants that it's the, the offensive line is a very good run blocking team. Wasn't working when At it wasn't all. when it, it but when it doesn't work. Okay. Do you have more tools in the box as opposed to just a hammer? Okay. He had to go and find another tool that was actually useful and efficient in that game. So let's go to the short pass. Let's start getting the ball out. We're going to get easy, catchable routes. Do the catch and run. Let that be your running game. Let's move the chains in that matter and control the clock in that matter. And he was able to adjust and get this team back. 16-point deficit. He was able to get on that chalkboard and say, guys, trust me, this right here will, will work. Because you know they went into that game with a different mindset based on what we've seen in the previous games. That right there, in my opinion, when you can stand in front of a group of men and say, I know what I told you would work. Trust me. I changed my mind. This will work. And you get them to believe, that's the game ball for me. I'm going to go with Jimmy G for no other reason than – well, actually, a couple of reasons. Just the stats he did, something that hasn't been done a lot? No, not even that. I think think I'll go next level with it. I think twice the Cardinals said, you have to beat us. He beat them on Halloween. They came back this past Sunday and said, we don't believe you can do it again. You got to do it again. Completely kudos to their defense. They completely shut down the Niners running game. They made Jimmy G have to make some throws. He made some good throws. He made some bad throws. He made, some bad throws. He, he, yes. he made his yes. fair share of bad throws. But you know what? He battled. He hung in there. 
I think just like the team showed some growth on Sunday, being able to overcome that 16-point deficit, I think Jimmy G showed a lot of growth in there as well. Um, being able to just hang in there, you know, he was he he was getting hit a little bit. Um, he, he wasn't really really comfortable in the pocket all afternoon. He gave up those interceptions, but he continued to battle. He continued to look for guys. I, I think he's finding something now with Debo. Um, Debo back-to-back 100-yard receiving games. I think he's starting to show that he he's a player in this league. Um, and so I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to Jimmy G. Uh, okay. I think he gets my game ball this week because it, it wasn't. It was not pretty. It was not no. cute by any any stretch of the imagination. Like you can't put makeup on a pig, right? But well, you but, can. It's just gonna be an ugly pig. Yeah, but but Jimmy G. He continued to battle. He <laughs> fought through it, and so. He, as mad as I was watching that game, after the game, I had to take a, a step back and be like, you know what? That could have went south. Like, that could have went an entirely different way. Like, Jimmy G could have just collapsed tremendously in that game. But I, 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 give him, I give him some props because he didn't, and he continued to battle. Can I tell you something I've learned about Jimmy? That this, is, this is just an observation after seeing him play the number of games that he's played now. This is what I truly believe about him as a quarterback moving forward. Time will tell if if things change. But what I see, um, they're playing Green Bay. That's the game coming up. And it made me think about this. Not looking at it from the way he plays the game, arm strength or anything like that. Jimmy has a lot of Brett Favre in him. Really? By, by that. I mean, I played against Favre, and there were times, literally, the way I'm looking at you eye-to-eye right now, we would be on the field. I'm lined up in front of a receiver. I'm looking at Brett eye-to-eye the way I'm looking at you. I would put my hands like this, like in, in, like in the <laughs> prayer position and say, please throw it to me. Like liter- literally mouthing, please throw it, Brett, please throw it. And he would smile, go back, and throw the ball to that receiver. Because he believed that his right arm was better than any defensive player. When he always thought that he could make the ball fit into that window. Yes, I picked him off when he did that, (laughs) if you'd like to know. Yes, but he believed that he could do it. Jimmy, I'm realizing some of the mistakes that he's made early on in the season, I would always say it's because coach told him it was going to be open. That he's going to get away from. He's going to understand as he as he progresses more reps that defenses change. He's going to see something and say, you know what, I shouldn't just let this ball fly because that formation is not working, that safety is not doing what I'm doing. But he's still going to throw some of those interceptions. I don't think he's ever going to be the Russell Wilson 22 touchdown, two interception guy. He's going to throw a lot of interceptions a la Brett Favre. Because he's going to always believe that he can make the big play. I'm okay with that. As long as everything around you allows you to still have an opportunity to still make plays. Because I know now he can make plays when they need him to make plays. He's going to make some mistakes. Hopefully, just like every gunslinger like that, you're going to sometimes put your team in bad situations that you can't come back from. But I do believe that that's going to be a part of his makeup. He, I, I didn't really notice that until you said it, but it makes it, it does make a lot of sense. And there, I guess there is a little bit of that gunslinger mentality um, to him. And I'm sure there's probably things he's been able to get away with throughout the course of his career. 
um, you know, high school, playing at a small college. Those windows obviously a lot tighter, you know, in in, uh-huh. in, in the NFL. Um, so he's he's learning on the job. I mean, yes. he's barely yes. he's barely had a full NFL season worth of starts under his belt. Like he just passed that clip this season. Yeah, you but, know? but but you know the thing about it. But that's that's a mentality. That's not something that you can coach out of a player. He's going to do it or not. That's I mean, but, I, he's probably going to the grave with Tom, that, right? Yes, Tom Brady doesn't do that. Um, he he just simply doesn't do it. Peyton Manning did, both great quarterbacks in their own right. But Peyton Manning, you think about how many receivers he just got destroyed. Like Clark, and uh, I, I mean, I, we can go through we can go through the list of receivers that you can just you can. When I start mentioning their names, you will remember seeing them get blasted because Peyton was going to throw the ball in a spot that he really should not have thrown it and get his receivers just destroyed. You don't see that a lot with um, Tom Brady because that's not his mentality on the way he throws balls and the, and the chances that he takes. Not that he doesn't throw beautiful balls and make big plays. So I, I just do. I think it's a mentality, as you said, that he'll go to his grave with. That's just something that's that I'm, I'm starting to see that in Jimmy, that I, I do think he has a little bit of I can make this play no matter what. And that's a good thing because it what it does, it, it prevents a quarterback from – being afraid to take a chance because because if, if you if you're afraid to make a mistake you'll never make a play. That's one thing about pro ball. Pro ball pro ball will definitely teach you. That there are a lot of guys that are talented guys. I went to training camp every single year with guys that I wished I had their bodies. Yeah, I would sit there and watch these guys at wide receiver at DB and they had these big long bodies, all the speed and the twitch and everything. But I was trapped in his body, and I. And you see these guys not make plays because they're afraid of making a mistake. You get paralyzed by that. Jimmy's not afraid to make a mistake, which gives him an opportunity to make a lot of plays. I, I, I like the direction that they're going in. The and, and just adding on to to that whole Jimmy G game ball thing, he did this without Kittle, who was up in a sweep, mm-hmm. and Sanders, who was a shell of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, on on Sunday as well, come battling with that 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 rib injury. I'm surprised he even played, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but he was out there. He get, he gave it a go. Um, and and so you you have Debo emerge. You and you're still kind of fighting. You know, some of these other guys have to step up and and, and make some plays. Let Let's circle back now to what we talked about when we began this show, and um, we got a tweet. And this tweet immediately jumped off the page okay. at me. We get tweets, you know, every now and then from people. Sometimes it's like, ah, oh, whatever. But th- <laughs> but this one, this one immediately jumped out to the page. I mean, this is from Kruger, and he says, "I know Ed said that there are no trap games, but do you think there are emotional letdown games after a high performance, big stage, or valley games, games that lie between two hype games where the energy isn't full throttle?" Or the team doesn't start as sharp due to the prior game hangover. This is what I said when I saw that tweet. Emotion is real. Okay? So emotion is real. And, and a guy being emotionally prepared for a game is something that an individual is going to do. And that's every game. Every single game. Your emotions have to be prepared when you walk out there. You're, every person's a different individual uh, once they channel into those three hours. Okay, and it's emotionally taxing. You're actually more I was anyway. I was actually more emotionally taxed 
and fatigued after a game than I was physically. Because uh, pro sports are mistake management. It's all about knowing what's happening, having recall about what's going to happen. You always hear this cliche about you have to you you have to have this short memory when you are a corner, and and you have to just let things go. Like no, you can't forget it. If you forget it, you're going to repeat the same mistake. What you have to do, you have to. That's where the, the gunfighter mentality come in. You, you don't give a damn. Okay, you shot me, but before I hit the ground, guess what? I'm gonna squeeze my trigger too. We're both going down. So you have to be. That's the mentality that you have to have. You have to be focused on what's going on. So, emotion is real. Hype is man is is man made for the now. It's made up for the now. That's what hype is. It's all about the now. Emotion is a real thing. So hype is all about the now. So if everyone hypes up this next game, well, the Green Bay game is going to be the biggest game in the in the creation of the world. That's that's all made up. According to whom? If I'm if I'm not a football fan, doesn't it's not doesn't matter to me, okay. If I'm if I'm the Minnesota Vikings and I have to play the Houston Texans, doesn't matter to me. It doesn't affect my emotions. So that's what I'm saying. That's made up for the now. So if you get caught up in the if you get caught up in the man made the made up for the now, that's on you. So that's what I'm saying. That's not one of those things where it's a real thing. That's why you knew the game was there. You have to play it. They all matter. You can't just skip it. You know you you know the importance of the game. The Niners knew the importance of winning that game. That was going to keep them in first place. They had to win that game to remain in first place. You mean to tell me that that's a game that's going to slip by them, that they wanted to have a poor performance? No, you, your opponent is there. They weren't playing Seattle. So that's what I say about that. That's how I feel about that. So emotion, yes, it's real. Can, is every single week – Regardless of who you're playing, will there be players emotionally that are taxed, that are up, that are down? There are guys that are going to go that will play Green Bay in this game Sunday night that will be emotionally taxed. It has nothing to do with it because you don't. I don't know. I don't know whose dog has bitten them. I don't know who's who just had a flat tire. I don't know who is upset with something the coach just did for playing because I want more playing time. They're, they're, all of these things happen and they affect you. They're they're human beings, so that's that's why that's real. It affects every single game, regardless of what hype has put on it. It's made up. Hype's made up. But is is you have a mindset where you you can see certain things the other way? I'm sure all the other guys, the other 52 guys in that locker room with you didn't necessarily think the same way. So is this more of an individual mindset or is this something that can actually come down from the head coach? Well, it's an individual, it's an individual mindset. No one can think for you. But now but every, but that's what but I say. Collectively, you guys got to be on the same page well, though. Well, collectively everyone has a goal and you understand what the ultimate goal is. That's why winning a championship is such a difficult thing because you have to get you have to get 61 individuals because you have the practice squad, everyone else. Everybody has to buy into what it is you're doing to accomplish that goal. Everyone has to understand their role. Everyone has to take pride in their role. Everyone has to show up according to that role. Your stars have to be your stars. Yes, and that's why emotion is going to affect how you may do something, how you may perform. But, but if you are expected to perform, Jimmy G can't, he, he can't not show up. He, he cannot show up because he feels a certain way. 
He can't be in his feels about anything. Because he's some kind of way about something that happened off the field because you are a star on the team. D. Ford has to show up. Bosa has to show up. Warner has to show up. Sherm, they have to show up. doesn't matter if things are going good or bad. You have to work your way through it. And the motion of that day and how you feel emotionally, it can affect what you do. We all know because you train the brain. You move the body. No one trains the body you, you, because you're going to do what you what, – what you, once you come to fatigue, once you, you're in pain, once you are – your body starts to go into a suffering mode, the brain is going to do what it needs to do to protect you, to get you through those moments. So, yes, guys guys are going, it's an individual thing. Understand that everyone has to have a certain level of toughness and, you know, and, and mental strength to play the game in the first place. Some guys work through it better than others. Collectively, some teams have more guys that work through it better than others, and they're able to perform in those moments, and that's the difference. No NFL, no NFL team is void of talent. None. Some have bad plans that don't allow their talent to shine. Yes, really that simple. They, some, some, some have bad, ta- bad, bad plans, bad planners that don't allow it to shine. But everyone has talent. When you have a talented group that understand how to prepare themselves, here's the plan. This is what we need to do. Now you go get yourself ready mentally to execute it. So I don't think that's something that was unique in me. I think I was around a a group of guys that felt the same way and understood that in the same manner. Uh, I think if you look at most winning teams, definitely teams that win at a high end, you look at double double win digit teams, that's hard to do in the NFL you're going to see that they have a group of guys that feel that way. Teams that do it year after year, they have a collective locker room that, that, that where that main core, that rollover group, eight to 11 guys are probably of that mindset that bring the other guys along. And so that's, that's what I think. It's not, it's not something unique in me. I think that's just a part of ball players that uh, understand how to win. Shout out to Kruger for the show fodder. I, yeah. I think um, I think it was a valid point. I think it was a valid question. It kind of jumped out yeah, to me yeah, because we definitely valid question. We we talked about the whole trap game versus non-trap game, and it's something obviously you don't subscribe to. Um, I do believe that because, like you just said, you're dealing with human beings, mm-hmm. right? So I do believe there is a, a component there that will allow you to kind of overlook a team, or that will allow Maybe. you to not necessarily come out and 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 give your all like, like based on you, what but, but but let me ask you that and then i'm gonna let you continue to talk but based on you so that component is there based on emotion or based on hype what is it what is it what is that component based on it's a good question i maybe hype so, ma- made up that, that's my ma- point maybe okay. maybe okay. hype because because uh, let's just be perfectly honest like if if you see the patriots on the schedule you know, you're going to go out and you're going to play that team. Your, your focus is going to be some type of way. I think you're going to go out, you're going to play that team um, maybe a little bit different than you, maybe a Browns team or maybe a Cardinals team, you know? Okay, okay. Um, I, I think that's just, that's just human, you know? I, I just think no, no, no. I, can, I, can I tell you what that is? That, that's, that's a bad team because look at what you just said. 
if if I can if your standard so what you just said is that my standard of play is based on my competition. So if my standard of play is based on my competition, I have no standard. And if I have no standard, then I will never be great. But I think it happens to I think it happens to great teams too. No, it doesn't. Like no, it doesn't. I'll give you an example. <laughs> I'll give I'll give you an example. I'll I'll, I'll go back to hoop because you, you know I'm a hoop guy. Oh, don't, don't please don't bring up basketball. Dr- they're, 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 they are mental midgets. They're soft. <laughs> they're soft. Dude. Basketball players are the softest. They are the softest-minded individual. And I'm saying that they're not tough guys in general, but as as far as their sport, basketball players are the softest-minded athletes on the world, in the world. But you keep going, and then I'll explain my that, reason. That, that's one man. That's one man's opinion. It's, I, it's, all you have to do is watch a game. I, I'll say. I'll say. I'll say. I'll give you two examples. All you got to do is watch a game in any team. I, I'll give you two examples. Jordan's Bulls, as great as they were, mm-hmm. right? For whatever known reason, they had their issues with the Toronto Raptors, right? Uh, Kobe and Shaq's Lakers. I can tell you what that was. As, as that wasn't the Raptors. That was Toronto. <laughs> that was it? Toronto. <laughs> they, they had their issues with Toronto. <laughs> A lot of teams have an issue with Toronto. <laughs> Kobe and Shaq's Lakers. Uh, for a long time, the Charlotte Bobcats were one of only two teams that actually have a winning record against the Lakers, them and the Celtics. For whatever reason, Lakers struggled against the Bobcats for whatever reason. So it Well, they it, always it, had they it, always had the vet nights too. You know, there was yeah. load management. The players didn't play, but but you know, they just so, keep mean, track it, of it back so, then. So I think it, it does happen, you know. And, and in the NFL, people always say it's a week-to-week league. Like you see teams that are unexpected, you know, fall Back. To a team that maybe you don't think that they should. But it has nothing to do. So you went back to hype. Okay, so hype is hype and coming in and playing based on your competition. I'm going to still go back to what I just said. You have no standard. Good teams have a standard, and this is what happens. When you have a standard of play, you're going to come out, you're going to perform, and if the team that you're playing against, let's say you're playing, you're playing a so-called bad team or a team that's having a bad year, bad record team, if they come out and they play to your level, close game. Could could be it could be a one score game, come down to the last kick, but you're gonna find a way to win that game. If that team doesn't play to your level, they're gonna get blown out. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see you're gonna you're see rolling by forty. You're gonna see what the Ravens are doing right now. The Ravens, this is this is why they're playing the best ball in the league. They have a standard of play. And it's not based on their competition. Doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that things won't be close. It doesn't th- mean that things won't be tough. It just means that they are going to continue to play and chop away. They're going to do what they do, and they're not going to deviate from it. If you make plays, close game. If you don't, it's going to be like the Texans the other night. You're going to get blown out because they're not going to change what they do. That's, and that's what I learned growing up as a Niner, that there is a standard of play that you live up to. Every single day, every single play, when you're going, when you're going against Jerry Rice at practice, I was taught, and I learned like you don't let him catch a ball. He may be on another team one year. You may be on another team one year. You want him to know every single day that he's got to put in work against you. That's the way the offense performs. That's the way the defense performs. Every single day, every play, you're trying to win. This is the standard. Nothing else is acceptable. You don't play according to your competition. And if you do, what you're saying based on hype. I'm gonna if I can get up because I'm playing the Patriots, that means that I can easily get down. 
playing the Patriots. Yeah, but I, I think both can be true, though, right? As you mentioned, the, Emotion. Sta- the, the standard is the standard, right? But I think it's only human nature to have a letdown every now and then. It, I don't think – I'm not saying it's every game, right? So, so but, listen, but there could be a game. Like, a Alabama could lose to a – you know, whoever. You know what I mean? Like you, you Different see- when you're dealing with teenagers. You're dealing with kids. You're dealing with guys who whose brains haven't even finished functioning. So that's why <laughs> – no, seriously. College, college ball, that's if anything can happen. Because you're dealing with 17, 18-year-olds. When you start dealing with grown men, it's differently. I know your thought process, your preparation, it's all different when you get in the league. So now – But I don't I, think the NFL so, is immune to it, so, though. No, no but, but no. But what you're talking about – this is my point. What you're talking about is emotion. No one's – you're right. Human beings, emotionally – some guys may not be up that day. There are things that happen in their life. If you have a sick child at home, there's no way that's not going to be on your mind. You have a little daughter. If your daughter right now, if there's something seriously going on with your daughter, yet can't you do your job? Cancel the podcast. Cancel it. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> if, you, if you had no choice but to do your job, you would do your job. But those things are still in your mind, and they're going to affect what you do when you're trying to channel that that um, energy that those three hours. So that part is real. When you're saying, and this is what I say, no trap game. If you're basing it off of hype, because trap games are based on made-up hype. This game is more important than the previous game. The next game is more important than the last game. All of those type things, that's just made up by the media. So that's not real. That doesn't affect – that's what I'm saying. That doesn't affect players. That has no bearing on how a guy plays. Emotion, that's, that's real. And, and that doesn't matter if you're playing the Patriots or if you're playing the Dolphins this year. If things are happening in your life, they're happening. If, you know, you wake up sick, you're sick. Something, something's happening with, you know, a loved one. Something happens with them. That's, that's real. I mean, that's, I don't care. You, you can sit here and go into the game, and no one in the world knows that your, your brother just had a car accident. It doesn't matter who you're playing. That's yeah. on your mind. Yeah. So, so that's, 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 what, that's what I say. It's, it's a difference between the real, which is emotion, and the made up. Which is the hype. Which is the hype. The the 49ers win at 36-26. Um, that's real. That's real. They, they improved to 9-1 nine, nine and and on, on, on the year. Uh, just just one win shy of hitting that double-digit mark. Cardinals fall to 3-7. and seven. Um, Kyle Shanahan is a wizard play caller. I just had to put that out there. Keep going. It, so there was growth, right? Yes. We're – okay, let's let's go back. Niners get down 16-0. Mm-hmm. You're thinking what? Because I'm sure what you're thinking and I'm thinking – are two totally different things. I'm thinking that they are a play away. I'm thinking that they're one play away from changing the game. See, that's the thing that people look at in football. You see 16-point deficit, and people lose their mind, but you realize, hey, dude, guess what? That's two goals in soccer. That's two shots in hockey. You're right back in it. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> see, no one looks at it that way in football. You, you do realize that. That's two plays. That's that's a that's a strip fumble taken in. That's a pick six. That's that's one DB blowing the coverage and Debo's in the end zone. You know, snatching chains again. That's it's that simple. So that's why I don't panic over things like that. You're looking at it like, wait a minute. They have two and a half quarters to play. They're down by 16. Things aren't working. Let's see the adjustments. That's that's what you're supposed to do. Good teams are going to adjust. You again, emotion. Everything is not going to always work. The way you planned it, you you can script, 
you can put down a script, and we always talk about the first 15, the first 30 plays by a coach. They're scripted. Well, you can't script the unscripted. Football is reality television. It's the truest form. Sports is the truest form of reality television. You can't script it. You can have a plan. You can think you you know what's going to happen, but X's and O's start moving, and you can't do anything. So, 16, I, 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 if you go through my tweets, I was like, okay, they're a play away. And then someone was like, uh-oh, wait a minute, what happened? Because they scored. I was like, okay, they're two plays away. Then they scored, and I was like, okay, one play away. Then they scored again, and I was like, okay, they're in control. They were still behind, but I was like, they're in control. Why? Because they have taken back all the momentum. You are a better team. They're beating you by a couple of points. You're going to score again because you figured out the plan now. You, you have a new plan that you're going to follow, and it's working. And from that point on, once they changed the plan, because the, remember, the previous plan was based on what they had just done. You haven't had a lot of time to change things up. You played them a couple of weeks ago. So now, wait a minute, These they have adjusted to stop this, so we're going to do this. Oh, it's working. Let's continue to do it. And, and it worked to a tune of 36 points. Yeah, and, and Demontre Moore, he just signed, obviously, because Ronald Blair went down. He had the big uh, forced fumble at the uh-huh. end. And, you know, he's I guess he's kind of playing to the standard of the defensive line and what they've been able to do all year. But I think that was just a great moment for him. He's a guy that... You listen to the reports, you hear the team, hear his teammates talk. You know, they were really impressed by him during the preseason. And it was just one of those things where, you know, he he wasn't – no one – he couldn't be put on a practice squad because of uh-huh. his eligibility and all that. And so then he, you look he, at the numbers of what – because you can't, you can't say, well, the Niners made a mistake by not keeping him when you saw the, the level yeah. of play. It, it's, it's just – that's what you want. You, you want it – you want every guy at every position to be at a level – uh, to where um, they can all possibly come in and contribute. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan shocked and extremely uh, surprised that he was even still available, especially at this time mm-hmm. of the year. And so he comes in and he makes plays. They get six, they get down sixteen nothing. And hey, what did you think? <laughs> well, my, my first thoughts were, how in the world are they going to get back in this game? And and, my, my, and well, actually, I take that back. That was my second thought. First thought was, wow, this has let down written all over. This is exactly what we talked about on the podcast, how they can come in and how why I thought this Cardinals game was so scary and so tricky because of just the timing of it, you know, how they're sandwiched in between these two games. And Ye just of because of all faith. the confidence that, that <laughs> Arizona came Arizona came in with. They're Arizona. Like, they're cursed. I was like, wow. <laughs> um, and, and then it was – but then it was like, well, how are they going to get back into this game, right? Offense is playing awful, and the defense, you know, non-characteristically is giving up points, giving up chunk plays. And a lot of it's credit to Kyler Murray. You know, mm-hmm. running quarterbacks are, are tough to deal with. You know, everybody struggles For with For everyone. Those. The best defenses in the world struggle with, with mobile quarterbacks, running quarterbacks. Um, and so it, it, it was a head scratch. I was like, okay, how are we going to, you know, how, how is this going to work? Um, and – and I'm looking. There's no Kittle, and Sanders is making a couple plays. He, he was kind. He was playing his best towards the beginning of the game before you know things, you know, started to go south for him. But and then I look at the running game, and I'm like, nothing. Um, but you know, as you mentioned, a couple plays. Where I think once once it got to halftime, I thought, okay, maybe you know this thing will start to turn around. But it was a huge roller coaster. 
Because Jimmy G throws that interception late in the game. And I'm like, wait a minute. They're really going to lose this game here. Like, like they're really going to lose this game. Like, it was it was unbelievable. Um, I really, I was like, wow. I was like, back-to-back losses. Like, what, like how are we going to address this on the podcast? Like, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already getting there. That's hilarious. And, um, but... You know, they get the stop, and then Jimmy G, they, they You didn't come trust down, they, me. They I told drop. you, Arizona, I told you. I yeah, told yeah, you, you last did. Wednesday, you Arizona it. was going to play just hard enough to lose. I told you that. So they grew. Right? I feel like if you're a championship-caliber team, which mm-hmm. at this point in the season the Niners are, right? 9-1, and one, number one seed in the NFC. A lot of people are looking at this team as a Super Bowl contender. You're going to have some of these games. It's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies, right? You're going to have to deal with some adversity. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to to overcome some things throughout the course of of a game. You know, if if not the season, for that matter. Um, so for them to overcome that 16 point deficit, that showed a lot of growth. How how can they grow? How can they learn from this as they continue this trek to to you know, get into the playoffs and try to get, you know, that ultimate prize. Like, how beneficial is this going to be for them? Uh, well, you take advantage of the things that uh, you were able to overcome. Penalties. Sure, we got three penalties on that. What can you fix in that situation? First of all, his mindset, he knows how that worked, how it goes, but that's a teaching moment for some of the other younger DBs. How do you still perform? Because you have those plays, and those are the ones that stand out. But there are another, you know, 65 plays that you can show, like, look, this is how you perform. Even though things are going bad, even though you get a PI and it leads to points, even though this is something that you thought shouldn't have been called, you still have to perform and do your job. So you look at the film and you see, you know, you see this is exactly the way we wanted that played, and this was a great job here. This is exactly what's going on. That, that's how you learn from those moments. Because all of those things happened and occurred, but you won the game. It's a completely different conversation as opposed to those things happening and you look and you lost because again you know well you did this but you, but you lost. Well you were able, when you're able to overcome those things the way you grow from it is that guess what it's like Jimmy can Jimmy come from behind? Can first it was can Jimmy score if they need him to score? Yes. Can they do this? Can can the offense do this if they need to do this? Yes. Can Kyle Shanahan, um, you know, guide men? Is he a leader of men? Well, I've seen him make adjustments. I've seen him do the right thing. I've seen him do, you know, the only thing I said, I don't like him talking about a player. I, I, I didn't really like that part of it because that can lead to players voicing their opinion about the coaching staff. And then that's when stuff gets messy, becomes a cancer. Um, but, it, it, but, again, that was so irrelevant that it, it's just going to everyone will move on from that. And most probably won't even notice it. If I hadn't brought it up again, no one would even think about it. Uh, but I've seen him make the adjustments necessary to get them where they need to be. All, all of these things that you see and you wonder, now there were co- questions, what will this team do if they get behind? Is this the type of offense that can come from behind? What if they get down a couple of scores? Well, guess what? They got down a couple of scores and they won the game. So another question answered for themselves not for the media, not for pundits, for themselves. This is a confidence comes from doing. It's the Eric-isms. That's, that, but, but, you know, Seattle, you watch Seattle. Seattle plays close games all the time. Like That mindset, they are, yeah. they're in them all the time. Russell they have a standard. Russell's going to do it. They believe He's done it so many times. 
he believes he's going to do it again. He, he said he actually said that before the Monday night game against the Niners. He said, "Look, this is going to be a close game, mm-hmm. and I'm excited that it's going to be a close game because we've played in close games. We know how to play. In they close know how games. to win them. Yes, Niners don't know how to how to win close games. Uh-huh. And he felt extremely confident about that. And of course, you know, they ended up." Getting, getting the win. Well, you uh, you on believe it. It's, it's a real thing. Yeah. It's it's a real. You, you, you know, you talk about that emotion and all these things. It's it's a it's it's tangible because you've been there. So the Niners, that's that's a lesson learned from this. They, like you, falling behind doesn't mean panic. Falling behind means that we we look at the we look at the script. Is it the script or is it our mistakes? If it's your mistakes, you skip to the, you stick to the script. One of the most telling stories. Um, from a coaching staff to players that I ever heard. I went through a lot of things as a player. I experienced a lot. There was a game back. This is when Jim Harbaugh was coaching the Niners. I was the announcer of the team at that time, and they, they were playing Philly. And this is when everything on the road, they were behind. They were playing Philly. Philly was kicking their butts in the first half. They came back at the end of the game. Uh, Cowboy made a play, stripped, and, you know, fumbled. They got the ball, ended up winning the game. But, but they came back. I was talking to some guys on the flight, like what happened, what changed, all this stuff. And what I was told, Frank Gore and I were having this conversation, and, and I asked him, like, what did they tell you guys at halftime for, for, for everything to change like that? And Frank said, e, he said, you know what they, they told us? We're fine. And I was like, what do you mean? They said, they were like, we're fine. Like, there is nothing wrong with the plan. Listen to what we're saying. Believe us. Trust us. Just stick to the plan. It will work. We will win this game. And he said, we just kind of looked around and we were like, okay. It's like, like, okay, we realized that we weren't doing everything the way we had discussed it. And there were some some mistakes here and there. So we just kind of did the same thing that we were supposed to do. And it worked. And from that point on, they believed in what that coaching staff was telling them. The way the mindset was, the prep, even though it's close, even though it's tough, even though it's ugly, you're going to win. That's the type of game that Kyle Shanahan and the rest of the coaching staff, Robert Sala gets that on defense. Like, guys, keep battling, keep doing it. We're going to make some plays. They're going to make some plays on the other side of the ball. We're going to win this game. You don't get down. You have to have that as a good team. You have to, you have to be able to win in multiple ways. They showed it. They showed it. I mean, you, you win a game for a, a, a quote-unquote running team. You're able to win a game despite having just 19 carries for 34 yards. And so Jimmy G goes off for 424, four touchdowns and two interceptions. And for the second time in three weeks, dared by that Cardinals defense to beat them, and he beat them. And so the Niners improved to 9-1. and one. They win 36-26. And so begins the stretch. <laughs> hello, Green Bay. Hello, Baltimore. Hello, New Orleans. Of course, the great thing about that is you only got to play them one at a time. And so we will get into that later this week. We'll preview this upcoming Packers game, which got flexed on them to a, uh, to a Sunday night. We'll talk about that uh, coming up later in the week. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. We'll see y'all later this week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube.